Well, I'll tell you what I know. That's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. Sunday morning coffee. All right, welcome to Sunday morning coffee. Uh, we have a uh, lukewarm cup for you today. Uh, three of our five usual hosts here, but fortunately, great news, guys. It's all the good ones. Uh, we have Capper, and we also have uh, the coach. Uh, always a pleasure to be joined for coffee. And uh, I think, it, it, unfortunately, I think uh, the lead story for everyone in the college football world was uh, the fall of a queen. Uh, our, our queen of the hill. Uh, who, who made a fantastic pick, Lady Luck. Uh, shout out to her. Uh, she became our fifth King of the Hill contestant in a row to uh, get the pick incorrectly. Five people have come on the show. Five people given <laughs> given an incorrect pick. Um, fellas, I, so I just want to pause at the theory. Do you think our, our, our hill, do you think we, we built our King of the Hill upon an Indian burial ground? At this point, it's worth discussing. <laughs> um. It's it's tough looking at these results, um, and the one thing that sticks out to me: we've had five people come on, um, and we've had five favorites picked. And to me, that's just not good enough. Yeah, and G- Joe, Joe P, I think you built I think uh, you built that hill similar to the hill Jerry Rice used to run back in the day. It's just too hard for the average man to conquer or woman to conquer. <laughs> so you know, yeah, you know you're. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. My ambition with the hill was just too large. Uh, we're gonna maybe we'll scale it back and start doing teaser picks of the hill. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, but I. I so mean, heart Rayman, heartbreaking course, that goal uh, line play by Cincinnati. That's just so tough to uh, see. Yeah, we. It, it was one of the one of the tougher beats of the season, I would argue, which made it really tough on on Lady. Uh, I, I really felt for Lady Luck. We were texting about it. Oh, she reached out. Uh, she and, reached and out. Course, she wasn't happy with that, with yeah. that play. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone, anyone watching the game, of course, uh, you'll know that uh, UCF was up by three, and they were taking shots trying to get into the end zone before just giving up. Uh, and it was uh, they they it was one of those that really should have covered. But speaking of games that sh- that did not cover, uh, that's related to Rain Man and why he's not on the podcast. Uh, so Rain Man's a coward. He's decided he doesn't want to appear on the podcast. So I decided let's break down uh, which of the four picks he made last week that were all incorrect that we think is the worst. Uh, since they were all wrong, but I-, I feel like some picks are worse than others. So we have uh, Wisconsin minus five at Northwestern. Uh, terrible pick. Uh, Northwestern outrighted. Uh, Ohio State minus 20 and a half versus Indiana. Uh, Indiana kept it within seven. Uh, Cincinnati at UCF, which we discussed. And then finally, uh, Michigan minus 10 and a half at Rutgers. Uh, Coach, I have a feeling you know, I know which one of these picks you, you like the least. <laughs> good good question, Joe P. I, I actually, as, as I <laughs> debated this question, I, they're all egregious, quite frankly. They're all not acceptable. But I, I'm going to go with the... How in the world could the University of Michigan been a double-digit favorite yesterday? Uh, I'm going with the Michigan pick. Uh, heard heard a gr- heard Incredible. a great uh, quote from Herb Street on College Game Day yesterday, saying, "Take the jerseys off, send the teams to the locker room, have them swap jerseys, and tell me that you can tell the difference between the Rutgers and Michigan programs." That's the state of Michigan right now. I think that's mean. Yeah, that, that's quite mean. <laughs> Unreal. Do you have a capper? Do you have any any particular pick that stands out? Um, well, I watched most of the Ohio State game, and 
other than Michael Penix Jr., they Indiana's outclassed by Ohio State, and I think that game really was going towards covering for Ohio State. It's just a lot to lay against a good, well-coached team. I mean, Coach Allen, good football man. Yeah. Um, the one that sticks out to me is Wisconsin. Um, five turnovers, horrific offensively. And you look at that Northwestern defense, they've done it week in and week out. They've proven to all the haters and losers, of including which there Joey are many, Galloway. including Joey Galloway, that they, that they play defense in Evanston, Illinois. And um, I don't think that's going to change. I think they're on a collision course with the Big Ten Championship, so that'll be fun. Yeah. I do find it somewhat somewhat ironic for the school that plays, uh, you know, that is among the higher echelon academic schools in the country. They play the most CTE-inducing <laughs> football I've ever seen, just running straight into a pile of men headfirst every play. It is unreal how Northwestern plays Well, well Capper, uh, Capper, we got at Michigan State, at Minnesota, and versus Illinois left for Northwestern. Uh, are they double-digit favorites in all those games? I mean, I don't see how they aren't at this point. Uh, you look at what they did to a freshman quarterback making a road start yesterday, um, who obviously has all the talent in the world, but none of those teams that, that are left for them have anything close to a Graham Mertz on the on the field so yeah yeah it's gonna be tough I know I I I appreciate that segue but let's not lose sight of the fact of what the real topic is here which is how terrible Rain Man is uh in the first quarter of that Ohio State game he sent a text to me and Capper saying uh that we need to bet on Justin Fields for Heisman right away uh Justin Fields had just thrown a touchdown um and then Rain Man proceeded to text us right away saying we need to bet Justin Fields for Heisman you know 11 weeks into the season where you'll get no odds and then Justin Fields proceeded to throw his first three interceptions of the year uh, it was an incredible effort but uh, as we wrap this up I just want to remind everyone that Rain Man he's not a bad picker he's a bad person yes, certainly. um let's get to uh bad football yeah, let's man keep going on to just a bad no yeah bad a bad person uh, let's keep going on to our uh, our next uh, segment. And of course, we got to get Coach on this. Uh, so, Coach, I put together my power ranking of what I believe to be the five worst coach teams in college football. And I would just, uh, as I bring the teams up, I'd love just like a quick word on each of them. So, we're starting with, uh, I think Penn State is on the list. What do you think? How, what do you think of Penn State's effort pathetic. this year? Absolutely pathetic. And they, you know, that goes back to the. Ironically, that goes back to the Indiana game where Indiana was four and zero as of yesterday, and Penn State, if they just stop at the one yard line, who knows what happens? But let, let's say pathetic, and let's also let's also make it clear arrogant. Arrogance. Yeah. Uh, next one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Capper, you have some thoughts on Penn State here? I think it's a program built on uh, excuses at this point. All right. Excuses that nobody's healthy. Excuses that people have opted out. Yeah. Put the put the guys on the field and and go to war. That's I ca- it. I caution you to save some platitudes for the rest of the teams on the list. Uh, we got Michigan. Uh, what do you think of it? We we sort of covered Michigan. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, like I discussed before, the worse and worse his teams play, the weirder his antics get. You're only it's isn't it funny how when you're we how when you're winning you're like uh, kind of quirky and you're just like you have your own way of doing things, and when you're losing you're just like a fucking crazy asshole who everyone hates. You could not be more right because Harbaugh is known as one of the weirdest people in this in this industry in this profession. Uh, but let me let me take a minute to say, when that game ended last night, you would have thought Michigan just won the national championship with how <laughs> wild the celebration was. But forty eight forty two over Rutgers in triple overtime is now uh, 
is now reaching the point that it's mass pandemonium and chaos after a win. I want, I think the best part about and I, and I mentioned this to a few friends last the, the 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 bad thing about letting Rutgers in your conference is that there's a plausible chance that you could lose to Rutgers. Um, and now Michigan is going to get to watch uh, this Big Ten Classic replayed over and over as a reminder of this game. Uh, let me just add. Let me just add to the Michigan and Jim Harbaugh arrogance. Arrogance. My is there. Um, my sources in Ann Arbor are telling me Harbaugh's out. All right. You I have th- breaking news I, here. I thought he wasn't getting on the plane last night if they if they didn't hold, if they didn't come back and win that game. Yeah. My sources are saying he drank a cup of half and half with a plate of ribs. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go to the next team, Florida State. Uh, just a pair, what a bad football! Like literally. So yesterday, Florida State's game they were 35 point dogs against Clemson, and then the game was canceled day of. And it appeared that Trevor Lawrence was implying that Florida State actively made an excuse to cancel the game. Is that something that we would buy into? Let's get the, uh, can we get the BYBW investigative team I think we got some the investigative team on it. Uh, Florida State, yeah, I wouldn't want to play that. I actually give them credit. I think it was a pretty clever idea. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's like playing within the I, rules. It's sort of a Patriots way kind of thing. It's like, oh no, we got a we got a bid thing. We got a sorry guys, uh, day of we got I, a bid thing. I'm, I'm certainly not going to attack any team's COVID protocols at this point of the season. Agreed. Right. Chalk it up as a win. Chalk it up as a win for the Seminoles. Proud I'm not. Of this I'm not. I'm not. I'm not attacking anyone's COVID protocols. Uh, but I am complimenting their COVID strategy. Uh, I have a well, feeling. Isn't it- I have a feeling if this game was against, well, I guess I'll throw. If this game was against Sanford, I think they might have pulled through. Uh, we, um, I think. I think Trevor Lawrence just needs to be reminded um, of what his coach, head coach Dabo Swinney, said before uh, the season even started, and that's Tigers. This is going to end real soon. And well, certainly fact, enough, he- his Heisman hopeful, his Heisman uh, chances ended yesterday. So congrats, uh, to him. Well, well, one other thing. I think it's amazing that you, we college football spent all this time and the conferences spent all this time on the on the COVID protocols and the COVID protocols and what are the rules, and then inevitably we wind up fighting about what the rules actually are. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a tough situation to give give the conferences credit. They're fighting hard. Um, I I think Coach Norvell will will turn this around. Um, I, I'm sick and tired of hearing the word rebuild thrown around about this program as if, you know, five years of stinking now all of a sudden we, we say it's a rebuild and that's sort of like this. Uh, yeah, I mean, this be- but no true no true Florida State fan would, would consider this a rebuild. Re- like no. rebuild and at a big, yeah. No, 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 well, we've no. certainly spent too much time on Florida State. Yeah, I think uh, we'll, let's move around. Let's move along to uh, more. There's just more bad to cover. This is real bad. Uh, another team that Rain Man early on in the day texted us and said, hey, they look pretty good. Uh, Nebraska. Uh, what do we think of Nebraska, guys? And also, what does the, what the fuck does Nebraska do from here? So yesterday, Nebraska got the door. They were 16 and a half favorites against Illinois at home. They got the doors blown off of them. They got, they got rocked. Uh, so where does Nebraska go from here? Yeah, you wonder if this is a case of Scott Frost being generally well liked and Nebraska's, you know, home son and all that, because this is pathetic what's going on at Nebraska. And, you know, he's in year year three, right? Year three of this program. And they are no better than they were before. Uh, I am sure some of my colleagues in Florida State would just say they were in quote rebuild mode. But 
let's this is bad and, and you know college you get you know you always get time I think the reality is like Nebraska's well it's like Nebraska has people who watch games but it's just like they are an elite program you're gonna get good players to want to come play in fucking Nebraska when they can go to Ohio State or like any number of other programs I just think like with the ceiling, I guess it, it was very impressive what Scott Frost did at UCF. And I and it, when they got him, amazing hire. I truly hope that I think they have no choice but to give him plenty of time because I don't know who you would hire after Scott Frost. But when you look at Nebraska, you're seeing a team that fired. I, they fired Bo Pelini because he won nine games in a row too many times. And I think that decision alone is standing as like this... That was the realistically, I think, the ceiling for modern Nebraska. You are, this isn't the Tom Osborne days where you can have four hundred thousand walk-ons every practice and then choose the best twenty players. Uh, that it's just not good enough. Well, the other thing I'd say is when you hire, when you hire the former player, when you hire the quote Nebraska man or, or Nebraska's favorite son or the Michigan man in Coach Harbaugh, there is this inherent blind optimism. And, you know, I've spoken about the 85% of Michigan fans that have left. Ad nauseum. Uh, when, Harbaugh, when Harbaugh got hired, all 85% were, you know, they ran out to the store and they bought their pair of, de- of you know, Dockers and they, you know, <laughs> they, they, bought a, they bought a piece of lanyard so they could wrap the whistle around their neck and they, you know, they bought, you know, 2% whole milk was running out in Ann Arbor. Like, they, they, they did all those things. Yeah. And, 2% and I'm whole? Sure, yeah, 2% whole. What is that? Ann Arbor yeah. special. Uh, sorry, let's go. Let's just call it two percent. You know, two percent no, or whole milk. No, but. I I think we can all conclude that the real loser here is the Dockers brand, which breaks my heart. Uh, let's move on to the uh, the final team on my list, and I think we all know it's uh, it's going to be UConn, uh, who hasn't played a game this year. But Randy Etzel coached UConn team. Uh, they're the worst coach team in the nation. Uh, they just happen to not be playing this year. I did. I did quickly want to shout out Illinois' uh, communications department, who tweeted out after the game yesterday. Good game, Nebraska. Thanks for bringing back Big Ten football. That was outstanding. It was quickly deleted, but we all saw it. Don't worry, we all saw it. Outstanding. And we're we're proud of the Illini for that. Well, how about how about the quick segue as we're talking about the Big Ten? Did you guys see that the some websites were refunding Purdue betters for for that egregious uh, call in the? Purdue Minnesota game that that's just awesome stuff whenever there's doubt in the world I know there's a lot of turmoil in the world and a lot of conflict and division in, in this country but can we all come together for this for the gambling sites refunding betters from that egregious call yes yeah. I I love the strategy of getting casual gamblers addicted to gambling yeah <laughs> I love well said give them a little well, these can't even lose they'll just refund me if it loses that's perfect uh, uh, out of respect I was on Minnesota in that game. I will be refunding my I will be sending back my money or we'll yeah. be donating donating it to a charity of their choice. We of course That's a good not, that's a good move. We do not condone gambling addiction, but of course we do condone gambling lifestyles. So thank you to uh, thank you to the, to those websites for your service. We're going to let's transition a little over to NFL now. One final thing I know uh, NFL topic I know coach really wanted to cover was of course uh, the Joe Judge saga with the Giants. Uh, people have seen the general reports. Uh, Joe Judge and his offensive line coach uh, came to hands. It was uh, his name's Mark. Is it Colombo? Mark Colombo is the name of the coach. Uh, yeah. And uh, my understanding is Colombo, offensive line coach, hands like bricks, gave Judge the business, and then Judge quickly fired him. Um, 
the Giants are still, I think, in position to potentially win the NFC East. Like, what? The, I don't know what the fuck's happening. But what, what are, what's your take on current state of the Giants, uh, Joe Judge, coach? Well, listen, the Giants have been playing a lot better football of late. So, you know, when this story broke, everybody sort of threw their arms up in the air and said, wait, where the offensive line coach got fired, we've had competent offensive line play for, you know, and I say we as a Giants fan myself, uh, but we've had competent offensive line play for two weeks and now Nat for the first <laughs> time in five years and now we're firing the coach. Um, but, you know, listen, let me, let me make very clear the following. Both Joe Judge and Mark Colombo are good football men. They are, of they course. are pros. They are pros, pros in this profession. Um, conflict happens in this business. It, it just does. And, you know, I, I, don't, I do not agree with, you know, switching your offensive line coach in the middle of the season. I think, um, you know, I think coaches sometimes, you know, have disagreements that can't get yeah. settled. Um, but let's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a difficult situation to adjust to on the fly because we are just seeing the Giants offensive linemen play with some, you know, baseline competency. And to change now is, is tough. I would say my main uh, my main issue is that uh, with ratings down in the NFL, I just think it's extremely inconsiderate for coaches to get in fist fights and not publicly broadcast it. Um, if every <laughs> if every losing coaching staff would organize some sort of fight club just to uh, beat each other up between weeks, just imagine how ratings would do. And also, what great action! Uh, I, I would there were there were no it. there were no punches. Don't don't listen to the fake news. There there were no punches thrown. Uh, just a disagreement between two hard-headed football people. But, you know, the NFC East is, I mean, are, are they the best division in football when you when you think about how competitive these teams are week in, week out? I, I think the NFC With East. With each other. Like, punch for punch of coaches, best team, best conference far and wide. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just, well, and now let's just get our, our, our picks, uh, our picks, for this afternoon's uh, NFL action, uh, we're gonna. I'll start with you, Capper. You like uh, the Bengals plus one. What do you see here? Um, I see a all the credit in the world to Alex Smith for what he went through and what he's come back from. But I see a dreadful Washington Redskins. Excuse me, Washington football team that thank you that just plays such poor offense. Um, has difficulty moving the ball unless they're playing the Detroit Lions, and I think that'll continue this weekend um, with Smith under center. Uh, and I really like the strides Joe Burrow and that offense has taken, despite the lack of performance from that offensive line. They're putting him under pressure every single week, but he's getting it out there. He's he's putting up numbers. He's moving the the ball down the field. And I think he'll do it again this weekend against a Washington defense that's. Um, been a little prone to the deep ball, so it'll be fun. Is Tyler Boyd is Tyler Boyd the most underrated wide receiver in football? Um, He's good. I've, I've got Tyler Boyd and Marvin Jones on on that list. Uh, and, and is AJ Green the most overrated receiver in football at this point? He's not necessarily rated at this point. It's been a few years. <laughs> he, can, he was really he, good. He, he cannot move anymore. It's tough to watch. He's he's a, he's a good. You know, it was a great player gonna, in our league. If you're gonna take this game, one thing I would probably, I might, one prop I might look at is over receptions for Giovanni Bernard with uh, Joe Mixon out, and uh, Washington has some juice on the defensive line. I could see uh, a few screens coming this way, and that that seems like a that's that might be that might be what I take in this game, uh, Coach. Uh, you were looking at the uh, the the Dolphins game, uh, the the total. Uh, 
total in that one we have was was 46 in that game. Uh, which one are which way were you uh, which way are you leaning? Yeah, great Playing question. Denver. Um, great question. Uh, I've been really admiring what the Dolphins are doing with Tua and with Coach Flores. Uh, side note: I actually was was um, walking back from a COVID test last week, and as I was walking out of the testing center. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ross himself walked into the testing center, so we <laughs> chatted. We chatted for about ten minutes about the state of the Dolphins. Distance, and, and, I know. hope. Yeah, yeah, socially distance, <laughs> of course. Uh, eight feet, eight feet away, not six. We took the precautions, but uh, I spoke to him about sort of you know my back, you know things I've done in my career and sort of just twenty to plus get years around the game. 20, yeah, exactly, twenty plus years. I gave him some pointers and some things that I I thought I was seeing when I watched the film on the Dolphins. But that's a that's a, a sidebar. I, I, I have been really impressed with Tua, um, but the Dolphins are sort of in this, you know, ball control-ish style offense. Uh, they get Matt Breida back, who they really, it's been a pretty big disappointment. He's going to run, he's going to get in there and, and run the ball a little bit. They've they got, they're down to like their ninth string running back with uh, the kid, I believe, out of Washington, Ahmed. Um, Gaskin. But... Well, Gaskin's hurt, so I think yeah. they had another Washington guy that's running the ball now. I think. <laughs> um, All right. But anyway, uh, they the Broncos are really struggling offensively. I think they're in that mode where they're starting to say, "Oh crap, we took uh, we took Drew Locke really high in the draft, so we got to make this work." Uh, but he's struggling, and he yep. is really, you know, he is not. Uh, not doing, not seeing the field while not making the plays. I don't believe in this Broncos offense. They got a lot of talent on the outside, so um, you know where I, you know where this pick is going, Joe P. You know when I start talking ball control, when yeah. I start talking about offense. Coach, are you I'm taking an under, under here? Are you I'm taking an under. under here? No, I'm way. going under. He's taking an under, under folks. Uh, under forty six. Dolphins defense. Dolphins defense really good on film the last few weeks. They are playing inspired football. And I, you know what, I, and and of course, there, you do. I know, I know you do chat up coaches at COVID testing sites, and that is the why you are the best at what you do. Uh, coaches, and, coaches, owners, it doesn't matter. Uh, and my pick, uh, my pick is going to be uh, Patriots minus two or anything at Houston. Uh, three fast facts for you about Houston: it's an amazing place to get fat. You will have swamp ass all year, and the Texans don't beat the Patriots. Those are the only three important things you need to know about Houston. Uh, all three of these things are equally true at all times. Texans are 2-8 and eight against the Pats all time. This line opened with the Texans minus three and slid all the way to Pats minus two by virtue of fucking gravity. Uh, when, when you think of betting the Texans against the Pats, just remember, swamp ass. Lay the points on the Pats any amount. It won't matter. I think it's been a, over a decade since a pa- pa- Pat's assistant, a Belichick assistant, beat Belichick. So, um, uh, well, I guess if they, I guess there's a chance they win by one. I mean, didn't uh, Titans coach Vrabel last year in the playoffs? No, it, never saw it. it. Oh, hey, Joe, he, he, they beat Paul. Joe he wasn't Paul a Pat's Baltimore. assistant. Don't let he the wasn't facts. A Pat's don't, assistant. don't let the facts interrupt the good stat. He's a Pat's <laughs> player, brother. He was a Pat's I, player. He wasn't a Pat's assistant. Uh, we all know this. Same, same shit. Good, and, and a good distinction. <laughs> a good distinction by uh, by my boy Capper there. You're welcome. <laughs> Kept you on my hey, toes. Hey, uh, hey, one other note. I know we're headed towards the holidays. I wanted to be the first to wish both of you a happy Thanksgiving. Ah, god damn it. I was going to be the first to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. God. I can't believe you snuck that on us, coach. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. 
Yeah. Any thoughts on what you're most thankful for this college football season? Uh, it's hard to think about a whole season, but today I'm pretty thankful Rain Man's not on this podcast. Uh, what about, I, what I think I'm. I think I'm most thankful that Coach Pruitt is no longer going to be the head coach of Tennessee after last night's debacle. He's sources in Knoxville telling me he's out as well. Wait, were, are you suggesting it was a poor idea to uh, choose Tennessee to cover a spread? Are you suggesting that wasn't? A good I wasn't. Idea? Some sometimes the right play loses. That's all right. To it. Uh, I, I'm most thankful for Coach Allen at Indiana. Watched a great segment on him yesterday on Sports Center. The L the L E O mantra that Indiana's running: love each other. Um, awesome stuff. I'm thankful for I'm thankful for college football mantras and coach speak that are coming from the uh, at, coming from the coaching ranks. Isn't each other spelled as one word though? That doesn't really L E O. Yeah. You, I don't think I don't think that's right. <laughs> he yeah. for sure he for sure he for sure watched uh, Jackie Moon and saw Everybody Loves Everybody and was like, how can I do this in a worse way? Uh, yeah, well, ELE is uh, ELE is panted. <laughs> yeah, sorry, trademarked. Uh, each other. I no, that's uh, that's two words. No, is that one word? That's two words. That's, we'll, we'll send the investigative unit on it. We'll send the investigative <laughs> unit on it. <laughs>